So when George Floyd was murdered, it was a major wake-up call for me. Um, I definitely have been privileged and in that privilege did not have to face a lot of the realities that are um, here in our society. And as I sat in that space, there was actually two, um, two humans who started uh, the Amplify Melanated Voices movement right around that time. And I kind of jumped onto it and, and went dark on my social media and was just like, I need to learn right now and I need to listen and I need to figure out what the hell, what the hell, how could I have not just, I just need to listen and be aware. So, Hi, and welcome to Podcaster Stories. Each show, we'll have a conversation with podcasters across all mediums and share their story. What motivates them, why they started a show, how they grew their show, and more. We'll also talk about their personal lives and some of the things that have happened that have made them the person they are today. And now, here's your host, Danny Brown. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Podcaster Stories, where we meet the people behind the voices of the shows we listen to. This week, I've got Janelle Reisner and Rachel Bellotti, co-hosts of the True North Collective, a show about authenticity and being true to yourself. Um, so, Rachel, Janelle, welcome to the show. I'm real excited to have you on. As I mentioned, you're the first guest for the new season, which is kind of cool. Um, so how about telling us uh, a bit about yourselves and the show? Sure, yeah, and thank you so much for having us. Again, we're super excited to be able to converse with other podcasters and um, share our story. Um, I can tell you a little bit about myself. Um, kind of, you know, done a lot of different things in my life, um, from studying business in college to running a fitness studio, which is actually where Rachel and I met, um, to working at tech companies, doing marketing, to teaching fitness classes, and really have just been on this journey of self-discovery, trying to let go of narratives that don't serve me anymore, trying to figure out how to be the most authentic version of myself. Um, and we'll, we'll talk after I let Rachel introduce herself, um, kind of how that, that inspired the podcast. But right now, um, you know, focusing on the podcast I actually recently was laid off. So that's a fun <laughs> part of my journey no. of our story, um, with everything that's happening. And just a couple, about two months ago, hopped in my car and put all my stuff in storage and said, well, why not just travel around the United States and continue the journey of self-discovery? So that is where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm Rachel Bilotti. Um, no one ever gets my last name right, so kudos to you. Oh. <laughs> I know. Actually, um, no one gets my last name right either, and I was really... <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've had a twisty journey as well. Um, I grew up in the Midwest and went to school at Indiana University, minored in dance and sociology, majored in business marketing. So I kind of like all sides of the brain I loved and I didn't really know where I was going to net out. But ultimately, I went down the business path, um, advertising, brand corporate brand strategy. And it took me all over, which is lovely. Um, but around my early 30s, I started to realize that I was in, I was climbing a, a corporate ladder that was not necessarily fulfilling my self-worth. Um, and I had my self-worth really tied into title and how much money I was making. And I was really confused about how to bridge the gap between living a 
I wouldn't have called it then, but like a heart-led life versus one that I had been told I was supposed to live that was successful for, successful from the outside. Um, I also had cancer when I was 14 and 15. And so I think the combination of that, like at that point, I didn't realize it, but that was like a huge confusion point of like, who am I actually? Um, because my identity got so tied up with, with that experience. And, um, I spent a lot of years either rejecting that identity or not like kind of embracing it to use it for my benefit. Like it was a really weird experience. And when I left my, I was actually in Vancouver, um, working for Lululemon. And when I left that job, um, kudos to them and their development programs internally, because I got so much personal development while I was there that I started to realize like, who am I and what do I want? And so I, I ultimately left. I kind of did what Janelle is doing now and put what I could fit in my car and just drove back to the Midwest, took a really long time, visited friends, um, ended up in Milwaukee because of a guy that I was dating long distance. And then I met Janelle and our, our paths kind of collided at this fitness studio where I just was looking for a job in a community um, that wasn't going to take me away from myself, but bring me closer to myself. And she hired me pretty quickly as the, I think the assistant studio manager or the studio manager. And then we became friends as we talked about like, what does it mean to be yourself? Like everybody says that. And I say that, and I've Mm. told people that, (laughs) but like, what does that actually mean? And when the rubber hits the road and it's not just a concept, but something you're actually trying to live into. How do you do that? And so we both were kind of in that space. And Janelle was brilliant in recognizing that there might be something worth capturing for more people than just us. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's cool. And that's obviously where that these conversations between the two of you is obviously where the, the podcast and the show originated. So how did that, how do you come up with the show idea? Was it just organic from the discussions or something different or I'm gonna uh, just yeah. I'm Go gonna just it. yeah, I'm gonna just jump in and say like I think that my whole life I've been wrestling with who I am. And so it was like I just ha- it felt like I just happened to find another person who was <laughs> like willing to listen to me while I was just like, what the F is this? And da, 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 <laughs> and, and just really wrestling with it and then participate with me and, and seemed to have just as much of like a fire in her to want to figure it out too. And so it was super innately passionate in both of us and organic. So I, the idea honestly like was birds out of us. It's not like we sat and we're like, let's come up with an idea. Let's create a podcast. It kind of was there and we just saw it and captured it. So Janelle, I'll let you be more specific than that. (laughs) Yeah, I I think definitely similar. Um, I met Rachel at a really critical part of my life and we have a pretty, I always forget how many years, but a pretty decent age gap between us, like eight years, nine years, eight, I think eight. Yeah, I think it's eight. (laughs) Um, and like I was running the studio, I was burnt out, work was everything for me. Um, and when I met Rachel and a lot of times when we talk about this story, like I definitely wasn't in the 
greatest headspace of my life. I think on paper I had really what I thought I had wanted. I had a career that I was passionate about. I was doing well for myself. You know, I owned my home and I was like 24, 23. Um, but emotionally, mentally, it, I was so unhappy. And when I met Rachel, it was like she, there was something about her and it sparked a lot of curiosity in me. Like, I didn't know what it was. Like, I don't think I'd ever really met someone that was asking those questions, but it's, it was the the concept of almost just like, I felt like that had always been in me, but I didn't know it was there until I saw someone that was also getting curious about it. Um, so as Rachel mentioned, like we were just having these conversations and we were doing different programs, um, from nutrition programs to fitness programs to, if you've ever heard of the book, uh, the book desire mapping and, we were calling people in, in this community that we had already started creating at the fitness studio. And that is kind of my business brain too. Cause also background in business marketing. That's what I studied. It was just like this, this is something like there is something here. We cannot be the only people on this planet that feel like we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> or at least that's how I felt. I'm like, again, yeah, on paper, I felt like I had everything that I should want. And yet my life in some ways, really outside of my career felt pretty empty. Um, and that was when at one point we were, we were cleaning bikes. We, it was a spin studio, a cycling studio. And I looked over at Rachel and I said, Hey, do you want to start a blog or something? <laughs> like so scared to ask her because it just felt very out of left field. But like, I knew that there was something there and that this was worth sharing with other people. And from there, it, it's been a journey and an evolution for sure. That's cool. And I know you'd mentioned earlier um, that, you, uh, you know, currently you're sort of traveling across the US. I, I know uh, last year um, I'd watched the minimalist, uh, minimalism um, documentary. Um, and it was so eye opening, you know, like just hearing all these people talk about, like you both say about the corporate, you know, how we're told this is what you should be doing. And that's the only way to succeed, etc. as opposed to actually being yourself and being happy with yourself and enjoying that success. Um, and I'm curious, when you're traveling uh, either, you know, what you're doing at the moment, Janelle or Rachel, if you're, you know, uh, doing community um, outreach, etc. Do you ever do something similar to what the minimalists were doing and, you know, talk to other people and, and you have people speaking to you about what they want to change with their lives, etc.? So you are touching on something that is in our 2021 roadmap. Um, Because And I'll let Rachel speak for herself, but I know both of us have started to envision more of a nomadic lifestyle. And it, I always joke that I feel like I'm living uh, my twenties backwards because I, you know, focused on being successful, really setting myself up, you know, contributing my 401k. And now I'm almost 30 and, unemployed and just running around the United States <laughs> with really no plan. Um, trying to, you know, I'm living out of cars and Airbnbs and, um, whatnot, but we do want to and plan to start talking to people, um, on the road. So that is in our roadmap for 2021, just to capture more voices. Really. Um, we've had conversations on the podcast where, Sometimes we get to have really cool conversations with strangers from the internet. Sometimes we're speaking to people that are in our lives and we're going a little bit deeper than maybe what we would get to do in day-to-day interactions. Um, But a large part of the concept of the podcast is that we're fellow travelers. We're trying to figure it out. 
and that we want to make sure that we're capturing authenticity from many different angles because it is really easy to categorize and label people and we want to make sure that we're not just putting a blanket story on one type of person just because they might fall into a category and the traveling around and interacting with people and meeting new people is is a huge part and way that we want to be able to expand the stories that we're sharing yeah to to add on that i think when when it flipped from a blog to a podcast, I was a little bit hesitant because I didn't know how much work it would be. And so we committed to one season. Uh, that way I could have an out if it didn't work for me. Um, and what we soon realized was that we would have these conversations that were so life-giving. Um, I had recently moved. We'd actually both recently moved from Milwaukee Um, I had moved to Dallas, Janelle had moved to California, and it was kind of like, we were like, let's do this thing, and it'll be an excuse to stay in touch better than if we didn't have a thing, and I swear it kept me, like, connected to myself, and during during transition, when times can get hard, and you can be like, what was I thinking, why am I here, what was I doing, Um, you know, every few weeks, I was getting to have these just honestly breathtaking conversations and to hear the people sharing their stories who you know were like why why do you want to hear my story and then they would share it and they'd be like that was so amazing to be able to share that like thank you for seeing me thank you for hearing the cool shit I've done and the hard stuff I've done and like all of it. And so we, you know, we committed to a season two and now obviously we're, we're in season three and this is the year that we really decided we want to do this. This is important. And we often have heard from people. I love listening to the conversations you're having and I want to jump in and, and be like, oh, here's my experience. And so we've slowly this year been dabbling in um, ways to kind of open up that conversation and not have to have it be within that one container. Um, so once a month we have something called the collective and it's an open conversation where anyone can join. It's free. And we just kind of have an open dialogue with whoever joins on a different topic around authenticity. And again, we've, especially this year, we've been hearing so much from people, just how grateful they are to have the depth of conversation and the, the depth of connection with strangers and that they are like, I've been seeking this, but I didn't know where to go. And so taking that, we're kind of figuring out how, how do we, how do we create or allow or enable more of these containers to exist, whether we're there or not. Um, and so it's really, it's an exciting time. Yeah. I think you'd mentioned obviously now you're on season three um, and you've, this is the year, if you like, or this is the season that you're really going for it. And and one of the things that I liked when I was listening to your episodes and, and reading your, your, your website, um, information in bios, etc., is the fact that it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, um, you're not telling people that you can be amazing, you know, like the normal sort of self-help template, if yeah, you yeah. like, the, the sort of stereotypical one. Instead, you go always to dig into the topics that people don't normally want to talk about because they've been told, you know, that's just not the done thing. So was this always a goal? from the off or is that sort of grown as the the show's grown and your confidence if you like in the show has grown over the seasons I think it's been both actually because as we've grown I think we have 
gotten to know new sides of ourselves that we actually didn't know we were keeping closed, if that makes sense. And so we always wanted to be like raw, put it out there, um, you know, whatever anyone's comfortable with. We obviously don't want our guests to feel like they're going to have, you know, an oversharing hangover afterwards. (laughs) You know, we want them to feel safe. Um, and we want them to go there. Like, uh, say what's what's here say what you wish you had heard if you were um having this experience and feeling all alone and isolated what what would you have wanted to hear um and it took a lot of courage on both of our parts in different ways to also do that ourselves so i think being in a partnership has been really helpful for me because we both kind of balance our each other really really well and the areas where i'm a little bit like I don't know, you know, Janelle can hold that space for me to, to get there and she can be patient and vice versa. And the more that we've kind of held, held each other's hands and been like, we're doing this. I mean, I know it sounds a bit big, but we, we do want to help evolve the way that humanity connects and talks. And our original goal was just to be able to make a difference in one person's life. And so, um, that's kind of what we came back to is like, we're not trying to solve the world. We just want to make a difference in this guest life or one person's life. And when you go, can go that small, you can go super deep. And I think that that we found the magic there. And as we've continued to grow, we've continued to find new territories to go, man, no one's talking about that. Are we ballsy enough to go there? (laughs) Like, okay, let's do it. Let's put ourselves out there and, you know, be okay making the mistake. Um, and allowing it to, to live. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about the podcast for me is we highlight other people's journeys and we highlight not the completion, not the I've made it out, I've made it through the fire, I know the answers. We're trying to capture the real life messiness that we're all, you know, kind of always in, even though we do cross thresholds. And in my own journey, for example, we just launched a mini series called Amplify, and we're speaking with people basically about race, racism, being in a system that doesn't allow you to be authentically you or celebrate you. And I know that's something, you know, Rachel had this beautiful brainchild of an idea and we set it up. And I've been so grateful because those are the types of conversations that I have passion for, but I'm so scared to be a part of because I feel like I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know the right thing to say. Um, and I think the podcast has been a platform, whether it be on that topic or other topics where we've really pushed ourselves. And I know I've been pushed, but in a space that does feel safe where I'm publicly saying like, Hey, I don't know the answer here. I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to be messy And can we all be okay with that? Can we not judge each other and not judge ourselves for being in that place because we're all learning and growing? And I, I mean, that's been huge just for me personally. And I hope our guests and anyone that listens to it can take something away from that too. That's interesting you mentioned Amplify because that was something I was going to ask you about. It, it, it really piqued my interest that you have this mini series, like almost like an offshoot of the main podcast. But it's very specific. As you mentioned, it's about, you know, untold stories of indigenous, black and people of colour. Um, I mean, 
was there something that sparked that? Is, that, is it like the societal stuff that's going on, you know, maybe in America, in North America, across the globe at the moment? Um, where was its origins and what's your, your hopes for it? Is it an education, you know, like as you mentioned, because we're, we're white, often, you know, we don't under, well, we can't understand what people of colour are going through. Um, and it's, I think it's important, as you mentioned, to really be open to learning and not saying, well, you know, it's not as bad as you think because that's the height of privilege. It's crazy. Um, so I'm really curious about where that, that spark of an idea came from and, and your hopes for the show. Yeah, I, I can take that one. It was really it was something that I couldn't not do. So when George Floyd was murdered, it was a major wake-up call for me. Um, I definitely have been privileged and in that privilege did not have to face a lot of the realities that are, um, here in our society. And as I sat in that space, there was actually two, um, two humans who started, uh, the Amplify Melanated Voices movement right around that time. And I kind of jumped onto it and, and went dark on my social media and was just like, I need to learn right now and I need to listen and I need to figure out what the hell, what the hell, how could I have not just, I just need to listen and be aware. And as I, as I went through the next few weeks and connected with um, some of my black friends, some of my brown friends and just started gaining some different perspectives. And, um, you know, I was like, how in the hell do I have a conversation about authenticity and not acknowledge the fact that me being able to say like be true to yourself is is almost a privilege for for some people and like I can't I actually can't continue this podcast if I can't acknowledge that and hold the space for whether that reality is true or not a space for people who are actually experiencing that and hear from them and so I just started asking some of my friends and um, who were black and brown and, uh, and said, do you want to be, is this st- like, what do you think? <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and as I had those conversations, literally every person I've talked to has been like, I will absolutely get on there and have this conversation. And, e- and everyone has a different take. And that's kind of, I mean, there's a lot of points, but one of the big ones is that it's really easy to look outside of yourself, it's easy to look at people who look like you and just assume that everybody's the same and, and they're not, everybody's so nuanced. And so to create a space where we can hear those nuances and experience the bridge that actually exists between people that we may have thought we were so different from is, has been really, really cool. So I I don't totally know where it's going to go. A lot of our journey has been being in the moment trusting, showing up, creating the space for it and allowing it to tell us what it wants it to be. Um, and so right now we're just, we're just trying to capture the stories and, and see where, see where they go. But we definitely knew that in that space, we were not the ones who needed to be talking, but we also knew that we knew how to hold the space. And so it was like, what can, what can we do? What can I do that I am, that I do well, there was a, there's a big invitation to like find the areas where you already are and how can you make a difference within that space or how can you shift it in that space? And so we really challenged ourselves within 
like this is the space that we have that we own and what can we do here and we know how to hold space for really real conversations and so we're like let's give it a go and see what happens Janelle is there anything you would add I would just add the or at least I hope this is what it is for people but I think the modeling of having messy conversations um because I do think we we listen a lot on Amplify And for me, I feel like I put myself out there and I ask really stupid questions that aren't necessarily PC and I say things and I just admit like, I might not say this right. So like definitely challenge me if you think it doesn't make sense and let's talk about it. And I personally haven't had a ton of opportunities in my day-to-day life to have those types of conversations and feel safe to do it. So one of my hopes from Amplify is that we're showing and modeling that for people so they can take that into their day-to-day life and hopefully have those tougher conversations that maybe they're not comfortable with. And at the very least, I'm learning how to do that for myself. So maybe that modeling shows up in my day-to-day mm-hmm. life and someone learns that um, even outside of the podcast. I think that's that, that's like such an important point that, that you both made about using your platform you know, because you have a platform, you can, you know how to get a message out, you know, through the medium of podcasting. And the guests on Amplify may not, you know, the people that are sharing their stories on Amplify are not. And I think that seems to be a, a big difference this time around is, for whatever reason, this is sticking. And it's great to see, you know, the the, 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 the questions that are being asked at the moment and the, you know, the demonstrations and, and everything that's happening, it, it seems to be sticking, whereas it seems to have been false dawns before. And I think it's so important, you know, for, for folks like yourself that have got a, a platform, want to share that and help people get their stories out. And it's it's really cool to see that. So kudos for that. It's like, I, I saw that on your website. And I thought, this is something really cool. I haven't seen a lot of people do that. So kudos for that. I, we'd mentioned earlier, you're now on season three, which is awesome. So congratulations for that. Um, are there any episodes? Because you've obviously, do you do about, is it 30, 30 plus episodes per season? It's been a mix. Um, Rachel kind of mentioned our first <laughs> season. There there was an out always because we just didn't know what it was going to be. So our first two seasons, one had 12, one had 13. And then our third season we're on 36 or 37, so we'll be over 40 by the end of the year. Um, and our seasons are really just years, um, so this is our third year doing it. Um, so we've definitely ramped up significantly <laughs> in 2020. Cool. And, and are there any episodes that have stood out in particular? Not picking favourites, for example, you know, not saying, well, that guest was better than this guest or whatever. I don't want people to get upset with you or anything. But is there any, any episodes that have stood out um, particularly either for topic or for the way the conversation went it was an unexpected or anything one of the ones that really stuck out for me and i solidified the direction that we're going in with the podcast was um we had a conversation with someone we actually used to work with in milwaukee megan on purpose and one of the beautiful things about that episode in particular is Megan is a podcast listener. We just organically reached out on um, social for anyone to respond and said, Hey, like, what are you struggling with right now that prevents you from living an authentic life? And she had responded and we said, do you want to come have a conversation with us on the podcast? And she agreed, which is amazing. And for me personally, that episode stands out because it, it was so authentic 
and real and Megan just so beautifully just shared really where she was at and how she felt like she didn't know you know she didn't know what her purpose was she didn't know what she was looking for and also in that Rachel um does a really beautiful job of celebrating people and has amazing coaching skills and I think those kind of came out in that episode um just of of showing like yeah you're in the mess yeah you might not know and actually you do kind of know but it's letting go of other things in your life to really allow your own truth to come out. So I think it was a really beautiful unfolding of that in a very natural and messy and authentic way. Yeah, I'd say the one that always sticks out for me is Anya. I think, was that season two, Janelle? Yeah, it was season remember? two. Season two. So Anya, when I worked with her, um, she was Alan and transitioned and so it was like years later, I reconnected with her and was like, do you want to share your story? I'm so, like, do you just want to share? And she was so open and the way that she explained the experience of transitioning was so different than what I thought the conversation was going to be and so relatable. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I feel like I've experienced that just as in a different form and it was one of the most beautiful conversations. It was also the first time that I really didn't want to get it wrong because I wanted to honor something that I knew very little about and I wanted to say the right words. And, and you know, I, I, it was perfectly imperfect and it was, it was a turning point for me and like, we can share these stories. Um, we can do this. And so, yeah, I, th- I think that one for me, is probably the the has been the most impactful but um if you want one where rachel is bloopering all over the place um (laughs) (laughs) earlier this year jesse nelson's podcast uh we talk about pronouns and i just mess the whole thing up royally and we keep it because it's very real and uh that's what they wanted it to be and so I was like, thank you for being so gentle. And it's, it's to your earlier or to Janelle's earlier point. It's a, it's a way to, to show modeling of like, you're going to get it wrong. And the more you get freaked out about that, it actually puts the stress on the person who the the other person on the receiver. And so your ability to self-manage through your mistakes is probably one of the biggest gifts that you can give to people. And so yeah, those would probably be the two that really stand out for me. Mm, and I'll have to look out for that blooper episode. That sounds, uh, sounds fun for sure. <laughs> um, now it's interesting you mentioned there about just going with it and keeping in the, the raw mistakes and, and errors because that's how you grow and that's how you know you, you, you understand stuff more. As um, two podcasters that have, you're in now season three and, and you'll be starting season four soon, I'm guessing, with 2021 approaching fairly quickly. Is there a piece of advice that you would give new podcasters, um, either looking to do something similar in your niche or or just in podcasting in general? Yeah, I would say just start. That's always been our motto. I'm not sure if we're allowed to swear, but (laughs) you can (laughs) can bleep bleep it it. out. (laughs) But really, I think Rachel and I, for most of it, like we'll have conversations, but really it's, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Let's do it. Like we say that all the time. Like we'll throw ideas around. It's like, should we do it? Should we not do it? And it's like, just do it. Just start try we can always change our mind we can always just laugh it off and say like hey that didn't work let's try something new um 
And I really think that's the hardest part. Like people can get in their heads. We did the same thing. It's like, oh, other people are doing podcasting. It's so popular. Everyone has a podcast. Um, and then just to talk yourself out of it. So I would just say start. Like if you're really passionate about it, just get it started. Yeah, definitely. There was a moment in season one where we were over editing everything. It was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hear you. I, I was just like a total perfectionist. It was disgusting. And it was just like you listen to the conversation and it was like robots. And that was a big lesson in it's good enough. And like, leave the heart in, let it be, let it be messy. Um, And then the other thing I always remind myself is, do I want to be sitting down and having this conversation? Because if I don't want to be having the conversation, then I probably shouldn't be recording it. And so that's been um, like a good gut check as we go along to just have the conversation, check in on how it feels afterwards. And then when we're we're lucky because we got two. Janelle does the editing and I do the show notes. So we both, but we both listen back to it. And if when we're listening back, we're just like texting each other, like, this is gold. <laughs> you know, it's like a good reminder of like, okay, we're on the right track. So yeah, those short, short check-ins are helpful too. I hear you about the editing. That was my, that's been the bane of my podcasting, not career, but podcasting journey, if you like. Um, and even now I still get to bits where I'm thinking, should I leave that um in? Because like you say, it's more organic. It's part of a, a normal conversation. You wouldn't cut someone's ums or ahs out speaking to them in the street or, you know, in a library or a bar or something. So it's, it's definitely one of these things that's, you know, 50-50 all the time. Yeah. And it's an honouring of them too. Like as the person that does, as Rachel mentioned, most of the editing now, sometimes I can I feel like I'm being protective of our guests, but like, then I'm making a decision for them that something they did wasn't quote unquote, right. And that kind of feels yucky to me. Like just accept people as they come. Mm, that's, that's a good point. Actually, um, someone mentioned that on a Facebook podcast group about um, making an edit to a part of a conversation that was 20 minutes in that would have fit better in the opening five minutes and we're going to swap the, the audio about. And there was a lot of feedback about, well, you're taking away the integrity of that person's statement from the 20 minute section and it could, you know, backfire. So that's a, that's a really good point, actually. So I know you've both got like, you know, really interesting backgrounds and in, in what you want to do, you know, with your journeys moving forward. Do you, who's your, your personal hero, your all time hero uh, and why that person? The first person that came, two people, the two people that came to mind for me were Bill Murray and David Bowie (laughs) and more so. And I, I actually often say Einstein as well, because I think in all of them, there was this, um, rebelliousness towards just being who they were and, um, their journeys weren't linear you kind of don't really know what to expect. What you see on the outside isn't exactly what is what you think is going to show up. And I love that. So I would say just from like an essence standpoint, um, those three like popped up right away as, yeah, as heroes that I like look to of like, you can break the mold in honor of your heart. So mm. uh, the person that's coming up for me right now and, more recent, but uh, Glennon Doyle wrote the book Untamed, and I feel like that there are books in our life that hit us hard, and that was definitely one of them that I read, and I'm like, I feel like this is my Bible right now of just a reminder of similar topics that we talk about in the podcast, but just showing up, 
being messy, not having it figured out, changing your mind, and being untamed, being wild, because I've lived most of my life, Rachel kind of shared this, I know as well too, but feeling like I had to be someone that I wasn't to make people like me. Um, And reading that book was just another reminder of how that's such a disservice, not only to myself, but the people around me as well. Janelle, I thought you... Look at... Sorry, oh, sorry go go ahead. I was just going to say, I have to, I have to read that because it's in my wife's library, actually. So. It's really it's good. good. Yeah. You thought I was going to um, say Gary Vee or the angry yes, therapist? Yes, I thought you were going to say Gary Vee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or the angry therapist. Personal favorites, too. <laughs> how dare I not think of them? Literally every time I'm like, oh, Janelle, I don't know. She'll like pull out some Gary Vee quote or video, and I'm just like, okay, got that it. That is true. Right. I'm a big Gary Vee fan, too. Gary Vee is since college. He's always driven my my passion for just moving quickly and taking risks. And not giving a crap. Exactly. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, now, Janelle, Rachel, this has been really enjoyable. Uh, and I'm looking forward to digging into more of your, your episodes, you know, catching up on season two um, and looking forward to what comes in season four, especially with, as you mentioned, the, the plans to, to take it out to a wider audience, you know, physically, you know, hopefully COVID's got a, a little bit less to say about that when it comes. For people that want to find out more, so listen to the show uh, or just catch up with you online and connect with you online and, and learn more about you, what you're doing, where can they find you? Where's the best place to find you? Yeah, our website is thetruenorthcollective.org and that has all of our episodes and we'll give you links on, if you're listening on Apple Music, Spotify, we're basically on every single platform um, out there, but we do have links there as well, or you can search for the Truth Collective podcast. And then a lot of what we do is on our Instagram, which is the True North Collective underscore, and that's where you'll find a lot of those really timely, um, you know, what events are coming up, um, what are we talking about, who are our guests, and some quotes. Yeah, and I'd say we're looking at expanding channels, um, so definitely go to Instagram first right now, and that's where we would share some of the other places as we go into 2021, how you can engage with us in different ways. Okay, cool. And I'll make sure that I drop these links into the show notes. So if you're listening on, you know, your your preferred podcast app, make sure to check out the show notes as usual, and you can get all the links there. So as I said, I really appreciate your time today. It's been a really enjoyable chatting and hearing the stories of how your podcast evolved and where you want, especially with the Amplify show, um, as mentioned, that just jumped right out, which I thought was a really cool thing, you know, for a podcast to be doing, like having a mini series attached to it. It's very specific. So I really do appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Great. You're, you're an awesome space holder. I would talk mm. to you anytime you want. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. I, I, coming from you, from, yeah, I'll take that as a big compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this has been another episode of Podcaster Stories. If you've enjoyed this week's show, uh, be sure to share it with people you you know you think would enjoy the episode too. And you can find it on all the regular podcast apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or hop on over to podcasterstories.com to find the latest episodes and even sign up for the newsletter if you like. Until the next time, stay safe, take care. You've been listening to Podcaster Stories. If you enjoyed this week's show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And feel free to leave a review on iTunes to help others find the show too. And we'll see you the next time on Podcaster Stories.